Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Carrie. And we're Identical Twins. We are so excited to talk to you about all things related to church music here on Hymn Talk, Twin Talk. Now each week we will break down a hymn. It could be an old favorite or it could be one you've never heard of. But it is our prayer that you will worship with us no matter what song it is. So let's get started here on Hymn Talk, Twin Talk. Hi everyone. Hi. I'm Kelly. I'm Carrie. I'm Brittany. And we're we're twins. twins. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. You guys, this is a hymn talk, twin talk first. (laughs) All right. So we are here for episode 62. Oh my goodness, 62. And we're not alone. We are not alone. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see our friend here. This is Brittany, the host of the podcast called Trust Falls and High Kicks. Brittany, say hi. Hello. Thank you for having me. I am honored. Uh, We're so happy to have you, you know, just a fellow sister in Christ, a podcast host, and a twin. Oh, my goodness. All right. So your twin is not here. We have to have something with twins at some point because you have- That would be super fun. Yeah. You have other friends who are twin podcasters, right? Oh, the guys. uh, Yes. Mark and Matt Slavic. Is their name Mark and Matt? (laughs) Okay, so I heard one of them on your podcast. Was it Mark? Matt. So I heard Matt, and then were they inspired by Trust Falls and High Kicks? They wanted to do their own. They went out and did their own. (laughs) Well, I won't. They wouldn't probably say that, but I think they were. (laughs) Of course, personally, (laughs) yes, of course, of course. Yeah. In fact, they started the hash using the hashtag. Um, twin podcast hashtag twin podcast and so I started I so, using yeah. it I started using it too <laughs> yeah I mean, as you should <laughs> instead of him talk twin talk we could just be twin talk we twin could. talk twin talk, <laughs> twin talk. That, all things twins and that's basically what they do it's called twintastic Tuesday yes if we had a twintastic Tuesday what would we talk about what's a twintastic Tuesday thing that we could share well they just share about anything they want I was just thinking if it was a twintastic <laughs> Tuesday that we would talk about like some twin event in our life oh mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. when we when we were three years old <laughs> and we had our tonsils removed in a twin surgery right oh, both of us yeah. on the operating table it, that's, that's twin-tastic carrie <laughs> we also had our tonsils <laughs> taken out how old were you day. how old were you? were you little i think we were i think we were like five maybe okay. i have it's very fuzzy memory. yeah i do remember getting a care bear out of it mm. so. well this I, was actually <laughs> a big deal this was in the newspaper so right. it was the it was first time that the twin surgery had ev- ever been performed on Ooh. twins right oh, wow. so it was in the newspaper yeah we were famous <laughs> super famous <laughs> all right so our listeners are wondering why you're here so we have said that she's a podcaster and a twin <laughs> And a twin, but really, we wanted to hear about her, her show, and her ministry. You guys, her podcast is called Trust Falls and High Kicks, which is such a great name. Tell us how you came up Thank with that you. name. Yes, yes. Okay, so <laughs> it's kind of got a twofold process. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my sister. She was like, okay, let, you, you're going to start a podcast. And so she's like, okay, we got to name this. We always joke about doing trust falls because, you know, it's something like people joke about at corporate retreats or yes. team buildings. You do these trust falls and just thought that was so funny. And I also literally do high kicks. <laughs> I will just randomly 
kick high. Really? <laughs> for no reason. I know. It was something I would say when something cool happens. I'm like, kick. <laughs> um, and so we're like, hey, what about trust falls and high kicks? And then how can we make that not just be something ridiculous and silly? And because I just felt like called to do this. Mm. Um, I feel like the Lord said, hey, I want you to tell your story. And so I was like, okay, how can... I make these silly, but also serious. And so trust falls, it just fit like trust mm. falls represents the risk and the trust that you take, um, in the Lord, like stepping out in faith and taking re- risks for Jesus, right. but also having faith that he's going to catch you when you fall. Um, and then the high kicks were just joy, right? <laughs> and just right. Happy, happy, little happies in life and the joys of life. And, yeah. uh, so I was like, yeah, that's, that's absolutely my story. That's you know, so great. It's, it's hope and joy and being able to hold those at the same time as you're going through hard things. Mm. Yeah. And it's just telling that story, my story, and then bringing other people on to tell their hards and high kicks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. All right. But. So your last episode was in December. You were wrapping up season two and we're curious, when are you coming back? I mean, I really want season three. <laughs> Um, first of all, thank you. <laughs> um, I have never felt so encouraged <laughs> as oh. I have by you guys oh. for real. Don't worry. I am not done with this. Okay. The start of this year has just been really hard. I just had to kind of take a step back and say, okay, what do I have space for mentally, emotionally, physically? And so I'm in, I'm just going through so many transitions. I got a new job. I'm yeah. selling my house. I'll be moving. I'm building a house. All that to say, <laughs> I will be coming back. I will be coming back for season three. Um, it just might not be till 2023. Podcast hosting is a lot of work and it you is. know, you're talking to us, right? So we totally get right. it. It is a lot yep. of work and um, having that break break sounds nice. awesome. Yeah. We switched yeah. to every other week. Um, yeah. Right. Uh, about a year ago. Right. Right. Six when months, kind of we were back yeah. to our jobs after the pandemic, mm-hmm. you know, we yeah. were back working and I mean, it was impossible I, to keep up. I don't know how we even did weekly episodes. Yeah. But I want yeah. our listeners to know that you can go back and listen to right. any of your episodes. They're all yes. there. You can find Trust Falls and High Kicks on all your podcasting apps. I really believe that you have a story that needs to be heard. And I think that's oh, why I you. wanted you on the podcast. And I, that's why I want to hear more from you in yeah. future episodes, whether it's 2023 or after. Your story is one that would inspire and encourage so many people. Tell us, a, I mean, I want people to go back and listen to your episode yeah. so they can hear the whole thing. But can you give us a little like abridged version? Your sure. time in the Ukraine, then your time coming mm-hmm. back. Sure. Yeah, I don't have your typical uh, missionary story. <laughs> uh, I was a missionary in Ukraine for about three years, and um, I never wanted to be a missionary. That was not something I ever even like was ever in my sphere. Um, uh, I didn't become really a passionate follower of Christ until college. I went on a mission trip with our high school group at church. It's like God just open my eyes to his world. And I was able to see outside of my little Arkansas Christian bubble. I just knew that like, hey, this is what my purpose here on earth is, is to share the gospel and to do it in Eastern Europe. And um, so uh, after a couple of years of raising support, I moved to Ukraine and 
I did youth ministry there. So through the local church, we did discipleship training, English camps. Um, I taught an English club and stuff like that. Yeah, it was a really small team. It was a really new team. It was two married couples and me. I was the only single, (laughs) which I never recommend (laughs) being the only single on a team. Mm -hmm. And I think it was just a whole, just a, a colliding of, misunderstanding like they didn't know how to care for me and I did not know how to be cared for Uh, I experienced a lot of um just spiritual abuse uh mental verbal abuse and um what's hard is like because I was alone um I had you know acquaintances but the Ukrainians they were my uh ministry right and so it's hard to be like best friends <laughs> with uh, and there's also that cultural barrier and so my coworkers were not only my coworkers; they were also my family they were my friends they were the only people who oh. I had and I don't know I just kind of retreated inside of myself and I did what I could to survive the loneliness I felt it's just I had never been so lonely before my whole life <laughs> even though I was surrounded by people so I kind of became different versions of myself. So I was the Brittany who had team meetings. I was the Brittany who did youth ministry. I was the Brittany who spoke to my family. Um, I was the Brittany who went to conferences. And um, I, I didn't necessarily do this on purpose, but you, you learn to adapt and you learn to survive, mm. basically. Mm. Um, and I, I felt this was my calling. This is what I was meant to do. God never said it would be easy. So I'm sticking it out right? because it it almost became this ministry, this calling became an idol. Honestly, it became my identity. And if I stopped doing that, doing it, then I was no one. What did I have? I had nothing. And so I stuck it out for three years. After a year and a half, I came home on furlough and my sister and brother-in-law, they were just like, Brittany, something is not okay with you. It wasn't until after I came back from furlough and I started kind of seeing the unhealthiness and seeing like the, even the, the habits that I had gotten into, like, I didn't wake up till like noon. I was staying up till like 5.00 AM because that's when my American friends were online to talk to me. Um, it was super unhealthy. Uh, like I felt like I was going a little crazy. I have a specific moment where I was laying in my bed and just, I felt like I was above myself mm. and I was just like I don't understand why I can't make any decisions like Aww. it was just the hardest thing for me just to make a simple decision so my family say says they they were about to hop on a plane and come get me right <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about your family I mean I can't mm-hmm. imagine being away from my twin right I mean yeah. I feel like the loneliness you felt had to be like compounded by the fact that you were away from Brooke you know, I didn't, I've never honestly thought about it that way, but yeah, I could totally see that. My whole life I've been attached to the hip. <laughs> so yeah. I, I feel like being away from your sister had to make it worse. I mean, I just feel like that's right. how I that's would how, feel. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I remember in your episodes, you know, you talked about, you know, the that contrast of emotions that you feel like, I know this is what God wants me to do, but this is also Mm -hmm. the worst experience I've ever had. Like how you reconcile those two things and then how, how you have to like step aside and be like, I actually now don't think this is where I'm supposed to be. I know that hearing your story, that, that process had to be so, so hard. And it took a long, it took time. 
Yeah, it took a long time, actually. Even after I, even as I was leaving, I still wasn't sure. Right. Uh, yeah, it wasn't until after I came home and I, I went to went through a missionary debrief um, thing, and you meet with a counselor one on one, and basically they're like. I'm pretty sure you're clinically depressed and, uh. and they, which is interesting because I did not understand what was wrong with me um, because I'm always been such an upbeat kind of peppy person that I didn't understand why I couldn't stop feeling nothing. Mm. And with like no hope, I had no vision. I had everybody's like, what are you going to do now? I'm like, I have no idea because I have no desire to do anything mm. and I couldn't make myself do anything besides just wake up in the morning and it was a blessing that when I came back I lived with um, my sister and brother-in-law and my brother-in-law had been through a really hard ministry experience and so he in some in some aspects kind of understood what I was going through even though I didn't understand what mm -hmm. I was going through and so he would ask me like the perfect question or, you know, one of the best things he ever said to me that gave me so much freedom. He was like, all you have to do is get up every day and say, God, what do you want me to do today? Mm -hmm. And you just listen. And if when God tells you what to do, you do the thing. And if you don't necessarily hear anything, then you do whatever you want. Okay. okay. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wait, I can't do whatever I want. He's like, no, but there's an order to this. First, there's obedience. And then there's the doing of whatever you want. And it falls in line with what God wants. Right. And um, people don't see it that way. And I definitely didn't see it that way. Mm. And so, yeah, that, that was a really, really hard process. It took me actually seven years, almost to the day, um, to feel completely free. Mm um from that trauma so that's so and distressing then, i i i can't yeah. believe it you know and then you did the blog did was the blog part of your healing or was that after the seven yeah. years that was after the seven years okay. and only because i feel like suddenly all these people kept asking to hear my story right which it's not all of a sudden it's jesus right, right. um <laughs> random people will come out and just be like hey so, hey, I heard you were a missionary in Ukraine. Tell me about that. Right. <laughs> Just all the time. It was happening all the time. And um, I was like, okay, I think um, I need to tell the story. It went from blog okay. to podcast. A thread <laughs> in many of your episodes is this need for community, this mm. need for a church community, a family community, yeah. a community of believers. And many times you talk about how the community that you have can be better at supporting you. Um, yeah. You know, in, in, in some ways, you know, maybe the church, some churches have failed some missionaries, you right, know, right. at, at the mm -hmm. risk of making this big, grand, right. generic statement. But there are some churches that have failed in that. And there are some communities oh, that sure. have failed in supporting missionaries who return. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I and even go more than that. More than people that, right. Who, you know, widows, you yeah. know, orphans. I mean, there's well, so many yeah. people we've failed, right? And we're just a group of humans. And she did a whole episode on single people in the church mm -hmm. and how churches, you know, don't always do better 
best. Don't know what to do with those. Don't know what to do with the single people. (laughs) I mean, I actually thought your episode with all the single men and all the single ladies was fantastic. Both of them were so good. (laughs) I actually want my son. He's 18. I want him to listen to the single guys episode. Those men were awesome. Oh, thank you. Yeah, those are super fun. I'm sure. You know. I'm like, how do we do this without sounding bitter and angry? No, and you like, didn't at all. I think you did pretty good. No, but I have to tell you, as a listener who just adores you, I'm like, how come she? How come she's not dating one of them? I know, I know. Why wasn't there I a mean, connection they, there? They all sounded so nice. I mean, one of them was like super far away because he moved. But like, why? Yeah. Why aren't we dating? They're all so nice, and she's so nice. <laughs> You're so sweet. No, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're all attached now. Oh, um, wow. okay, okay. And one's in his twenties, and that's just a little too young for me. <laughs> Every episode is so different, and yeah, I, but I you. have to say, I told Kelly this before. I mean, I loved the mini episodes at the beginning when it was just you sharing your story, yeah. Thank and you. I do think people need to need to hear that. Thank you. Those were hard. Of course like, they were. Uh, and they were like little, I tried to make them not like little digestible pieces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But your way of doing that, it was such a dynamic way of storytelling. And this is, I think, what I said in the Thank first you. email, because it made us like, it was just these little bits and pieces and we wanted more. We wanted to, we could, I couldn't wait for the next mini episode. Um, but I had <laughs> to go, you. I had to go in order, you know, so I had to do it right. <laughs> but so sweet. I just I feel like we all can listen to those episodes and hear your story and we can also like take responsibility for the times that we haven't been right. the support mm-hmm. system that our people have needed uh and i was really convicted by that you oh, know we you. need we need to make sure that we're showing up in the best way yeah. and i think it's yeah. so great that you're you know sharing your story we talk about it about our podcast you know we don't tell people you know about ourselves so much and so we do <laughs> try to bring in pieces of our personal life in because people do want to hear it they don't want to hear about a yeah. composer who like died 100 years ago yeah. but obviously we are him talk twin talk right. so we like yeah. to focus on a him and then whatever stories come out from the him and we have not announced today's hymn. That's right. This hymn was chosen by Brittany. Mm-hmm. Are we ready to say the title? Yes. Today's hymn is Come, Come Thou Fount, Fount of Every Blessing. blessing. <laughs> and this is great because we wanted Brittany to bring us a hymn you know, that was special to her in some way. But yeah. this hymn, Come Thou Fount, has been mentioned to us by many people. Right. It's been on our list. Now, do you go to a church, do you currently worship at a church that still sings hymns? Would you sing um, this on a Sunday? No. I okay. mean, every so often they'll sing a, a hymn, but it's like a probably a hymn that they've made contemporary. Right. Of course. I've a non-denominational contemporary church yeah what's the name of your (laughs) church um new heights church in bentonville arkansas bentonville arkansas okay okay Mm -hmm. so we had a hymn writer named thoro harris who ended up moving to eureka springs arkansas and we totally looked into eureka springs we were like we want to go there um is that near you it's really close. It's maybe uh-huh. 30, 45 minutes okay. from here. We, we have to okay, plan a trip. Someday I'm, we're visiting you. <laughs> Where's our captain? This is your captain. Look at I want to go to Eureka Springs. When we did Do the it. episode by, on Thorough Harris, the hymn was called By His Stripes We Are Healed, episode <laughs> 37. And it was a hymn we had never heard of. Right. But we found that Thorough Springs 
Harris moved to Eureka Springs and we did so much about yes. the city and yes. the area and we said we wanted to go and now we have two reasons to go two reasons so in your free time listen to episode 37 you'll <laughs> yes. learn all about Eureka Springs it was so well, cool. okay. that's great that's great so come thou found if that's not a song that you sing you know regularly nowadays you must remember this from your childhood Come Thou Fount has just been, I mean, it's pretty popular, right? It is. Like, yeah, it is. When people think of hymns, they probably think of one of them as Come yeah. Thou Fount. Yep. And so for me, it was like, if we did sing it, I don't know, it just resonated with mm. me. It, especially like the line that says, here's my heart or, oh, take and seal it, seal yep. it for that courts above. There's just something so powerful yeah. <laughs> about that line. I get chills every single time, mm-hmm. every single time I sing it. <laughs> I think it's it's just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a really neat, maybe it's just, this is like the story of my life. Yeah. It's just a neat combination of hope and worship and praise, mm-hmm. but also remembering that we are sinners, that mm-hmm. we right. are broken right. and that we need Jesus. Right. So it's like this beautiful combination of like, we are so often apt to stray but hey lord tune my heart to sing your praises Mm -hmm. there's just so much hope and joy in that along with the realities of yeah okay i am a sinner and i need you yeah well we are going to now like dive into this hymn so we have uncovered every stone Mm -hmm. right no stone has been left unturned (laughs) yeah um but we want to just dive into it so I mean, it's just been lovely talking to you, Brittany. I, you can come back anytime. Yes. And I, we want to know when that ep- when that season three is coming out. We will post for our listeners, you know, the podcast. There's still, there's 46 episodes that anyone can listen yeah. to. Right. Start listening now. And by the time you're caught up, she'll have the next season That's open. Right. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. And season That's three is going to be just lovely. Okay. Right. Well, thank, thank you, you so much. We're so, I don't want to yeah, stop talking you. to you because you're awesome, but I cannot wait to, to dive, dive into Come Thou Found. Yeah, it's we such have a, lot a great to talk hymn. about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Bye, Brittany. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. This was so fun. Fun oh, for us. Too. Fun for us. All right. Bye. Bye. Uh, I loved talking to her. That was really a lot of fun. And that's all thanks to social media. Yeah. And I love what she had to say about our hymn this this week. I know. So come thou fount of every blessing. All right. So we haven't even sung it. So what do we say? We just sing that first verse just to get it in everyone's head. Yeah. Come thou fount of every blessing. Tune my heart to sing thy grace. Streams of mercy never ceasing. Call for songs of loudest praise. Teach me some melodious sonnet sung by flaming tongues above. Praise the mount I'm fixed upon it. Mount of thy redeeming love. I mean, I feel like that's pretty, and I feel like everybody knows it. Yeah. But I was thinking as I dug into it and was looking at the words and the music and and the rhyming patterns, there are many reasons why this hymn should not be still popular today. Really? Yes, really. Some of the words are weird. They're old-fashioned language. Yeah. Um, it hang, hangs around on that upper note quite a bit. Right. On it that third line. Could be uncomfortable for a lot of congregations to sing. And I actually think that there's words in there that are hard to understand. Mm-hmm. Like maybe 
on their own, it would be easy. But if you put it together in this like poetic way, it's kind of hard to understand. Right. And we're going to talk a lot about the man who wrote the words because mm-hmm. he's just kind of amazing. But I thought I would start with a quiz. Oh. <laughs> so I dug into the words and their words are so beautiful. Like Carrie said, they're kind of like poetry. So the quiz is, is this from the Bible or is this from Robinson? Bible or Robinson? So his own creative language yes. or straight from the Bible. Yes. Okay, let's do it. Okay. So the first one, Carrie, mm-hmm. is from the title. Fount of every blessing. Is that a direct quote from the Bible? I think that's Robinson. You are right. Yay. Yay. So there really, you know, isn't a place that is called Fount of Blessing. We talked last episode about the Bible passage where Jesus is saying that if you drink this water, you will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give will never thirst. The water that I give will come in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. That was the most I could see about a fount or water or blessing that's, you know, for eternity. All right. Going on in verse one, Carrie, Mm -hmm. how about flaming tongues? Is that Bible or Robinson? I'm pretty sure that's Bible. You are right again. Yeah. You are right again. In fact, we're going to talk about this later, but Robinson wrote this as a Pentecost Sunday hymn. This comes right from Acts The first day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came down, they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire. All right, let's look at verse 2. Okay. And then you can quiz me again. Okay. Robinson or Bible? (laughs) Here I raise mine Ebenezer, hither by thy help I've come. And I hope by thy good pleasure safely to arrive at home. Jesus sought me when a stranger, wandering from the fold of God. He to rescue me from danger, bought me with his precious blood. So I think the first huge one that I think is a reason why people might be afraid of singing this hymn is raising an Ebenezer. Mm -hmm. Bible or Robinson? Uh, I know that's Bible. It is. (laughs) And and I hope our listeners know that too. It's from 1 Samuel 7, 12. Israel just defeated the Philistines in a miraculous way. The Israelites were a much smaller army, but God blessed them and multiplied them, made them sound louder, and they were able to overcome the Philistines. And Samuel took a stone and set it between Mizpah and Shen and named it Ebenezer, which literally means, thus far, the Lord has helped us. Mm. The rock of help. So that was his way of honoring and praising and thanking God for helping them. I mean, if anybody sings Come Thou Found with those original lyrics, because we do see that they've been changed sometimes, mm-hmm. but if you have sung it, you had to be curious what an Ebenezer is. Right. I mean, even us like in church or talking to our kids about it, you know, the only Ebenezer we know is Ebenezer, Ebenezer Scrooge. Scrooge. And my son literally thought that there was some kind of Christmas Carol reference right. in this hymn. Right. So he asks what it is. I say I have no idea, but I'm pretty sure it, it has, has nothing, nothing to do with, with Ebenezer, Ebenezer Scrooge. Scrooge. Right. <laughs> so, but then you have to like look it up. You right. have to find out. So I wonder if other curious people out mm-hmm. there have taken that on themselves mm-hmm. to just say like, what could this possibly mean? I know as a worship leader, if I'm singing that verse, I'll frequently say, 
explain right. where Ebenezer comes from. Or if I think it really doesn't work in that moment, I'm, I would just skip that verse. Yeah, yeah I yeah. would just skip it. In later hymnals, more recent hymnals, I actually saw those words changed. Mm. So instead of here I raise mine Ebenezer, it's here I find my greatest treasure, which is beautiful, but it has nothing to do with the original intent of the words. Right. It's really too bad. So I would rather use the original words, here I raise mine Ebenezer, and just have a moment of explanation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm. All right, okay. verse three, read us the words. Oh, to grace, how great a debtor daily I'm constrained to be. Let thy goodness, like a fetter, bind my wandering heart to thee. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, O oh, take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. That's a beautiful verse. Beautiful verse. Yeah. The words are great. Yeah. All right. From verse three, okay. grace like a fetter. <laughs> I don't even really know what a fetter is. What's that? <laughs> What's that? All right. Again, some of this archaic language, you yeah. wonder why it's still being sung. Yeah. Fetter is a chain or a manacle or a handcuff, something to connect oh, you. Oh, so your your goodness is binding us. Right. 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 That doesn't make sense. It's okay. keeping us with him instead of, right. you know, wandering. I do not think that yeah. that's the Bible. You're right, Carrie. That is not from the Bible. Although it's a wonderful image. This is where I think the hymn writer Robinson is just a poet. It's a wonderful image. Your His grace is now connecting us to him so that our wandering heart, you know, doesn't stray too far. Right, right. It's because of his grace. And it's because of those fetters. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then the final line, here's my heart, oh, take and seal it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Seal my heart for the courts above. Is that from the Bible? The whole phrase? Well, seal, seal for, for the courts above. I'm going to say yes, that's Bible. Well, it actually, I'm counting it as Bible. Okay. Okay. I'll take it. In Ephesians 4.30, he writes, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed mm -hmm. for the day of redemption. So it's not the court above, but right. court, yeah. redemption, you know. Yeah. For sure. I thought that was so clever and beautiful. And it's almost, I feel like it's almost a hymn challenge. Write a hymn that has no language from the Bible, but make it sound like it is. I know. That's you know? true. Yeah. Because you would read that and think all of that was, you know, it could have been from the Psalms or from right. Proverbs or from Hebrews. Those words could exist somewhere. They just, you they know, just don't. don't. So those are the three verses that are in our hymnal, and those are the three verses that are most sung. Sung. There is a fourth verse, which we're going to talk about later, okay. that was eventually dropped. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we've been talking about this guy, Robert Robinson. Let's hear about him. So Robert Robertson was born on September 27th in 1735 in Swatham, Norfolk. Mm -hmm. So that's England, right? Mm -hmm. Not Norfolk, Virginia. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so when he was eight years old, his father died. I read that he ended up working for a barber as an indentured servant. Wow, a barber. Mm -hmm. He was a barbered apprentice. And his mom was a godly woman. Mm -hmm. And she actually really, really wanted her son to be a member of the clergy. Right, of the Church of England. But they had no money. They had no money for education. They have no, had no money for lessons. Yeah. You know, but of course, he is like this, you know, rebellious teenager. Mm -hmm. He is not interested in being a hairdresser. No. Nope. And he's really not interested in joining the clergy. 
energy. Right. And this is what he does. This is an exact quote, Carrie. <laughs> this is from the famed hymnologist Kenneth Osbeck. We've definitely quoted from him before. When he writes about this time period in Robinson's life, he says... He associated with a notorious gang of hoodlums and lived a debauched life. Robert Robinson. Very bad man. <laughs> <laughs> and there's this story that he, him and his friends went to see a fortune teller. And they were trying to like antagonize her, but very sternly and soberly, the gypsy woman fortune teller pointed her finger at Robinson and said, you are going to live to see children and grandchildren. He was like 19 years old. And at that moment, it like struck his heart. He could not go on living the way he was living if he was going to see children and grandchildren and he thought I have to change I can't keep doing this and he heard about this famous preacher named George Whitfield which I'm going to talk about in a little bit he's one of the fathers of Methodism but he's kind of the forgotten father because everyone talks about the, the Wesleys, Wesleys but he was right there with them Aww. and he spoke on Matthew 3 7 what does the Bible say <laughs> oh generation of vipers who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come now Robert left that meeting with a deep sense of dread that lasted for three years this haunted him wow. that he was going to you know have to face God's wrath um, it says that it haunted him until he was 20 years old and he found peace by believing now he died suddenly on June 9th 1790 and there's this well-known story about him. I've read it in many places, you know, while doing my research. But I don't know how true it is. But apparently he was riding in a stagecoach. And a lady who was riding with him was humming, was humming the tune, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. And she asked him what he thought of the hymn that she was humming. And this is a direct quote. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know how true it is. She, he said, Madam... I am the poor, unhappy man who wrote that hymn many years ago, and I would give a thousand worlds if I had them to enjoy the feelings I had then. Hmm. Which kind of made us think that in the end he wasn't all that happy. Right. It makes me feel sad for him. Right. Yeah. Now, he did do a lot of preaching. Mm -hmm. He did do a lot of writing books and th things, but he really only wrote one other hymn. Mm -hmm. One other hymn or poem. You know, he writes the words. He, they're poetic and beautiful. And then someone else adds the music. So do you want to hear the other one that he did? Yeah, I can't believe he only wrote two. And we're going to hear both of them. Right. I mean, Come Thou Fount. And this one. Mighty, Mighty God, God, while angels bless thee. Mighty God, while angels bless thee. May a mortal lisp thy name. Lord of men, as well as angels, Thou art every creature's theme. Lord of every land and nation, Ancient of eternal days, Sounded through the wide creation, Be Thy just and endless praise. Okay, so it's 
kind of awkward with those words right. and with those rhymes. But I mean, I love some of these phrases. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like come thou phone. There are I phrases know. that are beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lord, you're the Lord of men. The Lord of the angels, right? Lord of every land and nation. Every creature will sing this theme. I mm-hmm. love it. Yeah. I'm confused about the first line. I don't totally understand what it means. Okay. Mighty God, while angels bless thee, may a mortal lisp thy name? So, question mark? <laughs> I stumped Carrie. Well, I didn't notice the question mark, I know. to be honest with you. But My- and I think the answer is yes, because you're the Lord of men, as well as angels, every creature. Right. I think that's Mighty the God, while angels bless thee, like the heavenly creatures right. are blessing you, may, may we? a mere mortal yeah. lisp, lisp. Well, I mean, he could have said speak thy Sing. name. Sing thy name. Lisp. lisp. So, and, yeah, yeah, but he answers it. He says you're the Lord of all men, so therefore men can. Right. Lisp. Lisp thy and name. Men can lisp and men can speak boldly. And so can women. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that is our friend Robin Robinson. Robin? That is our friend Robert Robinson. So, of course, we can look at Come Thou Fount and see the poetic language and, and see how beautiful it is. Right. But it is awkward to sing. I mean, it is a poem, and it's beautiful, but the idea of singing it is tricky. So you find the absolute right tune to go with it, and then the hymn can live on. Mm-hmm. Not only does the hymn live on, but the music makes the words even more beautiful. Mm-hmm. It makes the words even more meaningful. So, Carrie, tell us about this music. I mean, unfortunately, we really don't know where it came from. No. No. I mean, different editors attributed it to different people. Uh, You see Anonymous quite a bit. Right. I actually see almost like American folk song quite a bit. Mm -hmm. We really don't know where it came from. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's often seen with the hymn tune Nettleton, the hymn title, Nettleton. So if we look into Nettleton, he was a well-known evangelist. Uh, He did compile hymns. So they called it Nettleton. They attributed it to him, but there's really no proof that he had anything to do with it. I mean, there's no proof that he wrote any music ever. (laughs) So why? Why did they give it to him? It is not known where the tune name first appeared or who was responsible for it. You can also see that it was given the tune title Hallelujah in an early in early hymnal. I mean, we really don't know much about it. There does seem to be this folk song quality to it mm-hmm. in a hymnal that was published in like 1981, so fairly recent. Okay. Um, one of the editors said that it was very similar to the American folk song Go Tell Aunt Rhody. I know this song. Right. I mean, not that I would sing it with my students in school, but I actually feel like it was like a recorder song. Right. Or a piano song. But back in colonial times, I mean, they think that this song would have been sung like as a play party song. Mm -hmm. So this is during New England's colonial days. We might have a special connection to this song, Cal. Uh, But yeah, the Protestant communities would have these restrictions against dancing and playing instruments. But these play parties were designed to hopefully like sidestep those restrictions and be able to still sing and play and make music. So they would use hand claps for accompaniment. And there were these like children. Children's games, and they would almost be like country dances with these like intricate movements that they all did together. All right, so we're gonna sing "Go Tell Aunt Go Rody, Tell Aunt Rody, and okay. you have to figure out for yourself if you think it's based on the same folk song. Okay, of "Come Thou Found." So it's "Go Tell Aunt Rody, 
Go tell Aunt Rody. Go tell Aunt Rody the old gray goose is dead. Come the fount of every blessing. Tune my heart to sing thy grace. Yeah. So this is Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. On- Sung at the same time as Go Tell Aunt Rody. Now, technically it can't really line up because Go Tell Aunt Rody is four beats per measure. And Come Thou Fount is three beats per but measure. But we're just going to try to see how it can overlap. And maybe you can see how one song was based on the other. I mean, some American hypnologists thought this once. Right. So... All right, we're gonna Let's see if they were right. We're gonna see if that can be okay. corroborated right here and now. You start. Okay, go <laughs> tell Aunt Rody. Go tell Come Aunt Rody every blessing to my heart to sing thy grace. Tell Aunt Rody never cease call for songs of loudest praise. I feel like that was very complicated. I, you know what I'm most in awe of? The words of Go, go Tell Aunt Rody. <laughs> I mean, I, I looked them up, Carrie. Why are we singing about the gray goose being dead? Okay, wait. Is there a little story there, Kelly? Yes. So the that's just the chorus that we're singing. And the verses go on to talk about how the goose that your Aunt Rody has been saving to make her feather bed out of, that goose has died in the mill pond while standing on her head. I mean, what does that mean? And then the goose left nine little goslins. And they're all crying because the mother is dead. And then the gander, the male goose, is weeping because his wife is dead. Who sang this in their children's elementary school music class? I mean, there were a lot of bizarre songs. You know, things that had to do with farm life that just aren't, like, relevant and sound really, really old-fashioned and maybe even cruel. I know. While we're at it, why did Mary take her lamb to school? (laughs) (laughs) It's a good question, <laughs> Carrie. It's a good question. All right. All right. So I so obviously this Nettleton tune, which is anonymous, which sounds like an American folk song, um, is the most common tune for Come Thou Found. But this is crazy. In our hymnal, we have a second oh. tune. Yes, I remember this. I remember for seeing this. Come Thou Found. Yeah. Same exact words. Yeah. So the other tune is called Warrenton. And it looks like there's still like some mystery behind this tune. Right. We don't really have an author for it, but nope. it is called Warrington. It was first seen in a hymnal called the Sacred Harp. Mm-hmm. So Robert Robinson originally wrote five verses. Okay. But in our hymnals, we all have three. Right. The last two verses okay. have been completely eliminated. But I thought we could sing the Warrington tune Okay. with the final verse, which, you know, just like all good hymns that final verse is a picture of the end days the picture of being reunited with christ he does it beautifully here so here is the last verse of come thou fount of every blessing with the tune warrenton which is hymn number 95 in our hymnal On that day when freed from sinning, I shall see thy loving face. Clothed and in the blood-washed linen, how I'll sing thy wondrous grace. 
Come, my Lord, no longer tarry. Take my ransomed soul away. Send thine angels soon to carry me to the realms of endless day. So that's this verse that nobody really knows. We don't see that published anymore. No, but you do see Robert Robinson's poetic and words that just invoke images. I love the last line. Send thine angels soon to carry me to realms of endless day. You know, or like eternal life. Right. But he says realms Realms of of endless endless day. day. He definitely has a way with words. But again, it's that tune that has to be right. All right. So in just the little bit of time that we have left, Kelly, yeah. I want to talk about George Whitfield because when Ooh. I learned more about him, I just was so excited. And I feel like we could do a whole, a whole episode about him. He's not a hymn writer. Okay. But he's a church father. Mm-hmm. He was a preacher from England and he helped found Methodism. Right. You know, right. so this is, this is someone that we want to know about. And so, of course, we know that Robert Robinson was he was in his church he mm-hmm. heard one of his sermons mm-hmm. and that's what sort of inspired him to to convert and to be a believer mm-hmm. it was because of this pastor so i was just kind of reading over it a little bit yeah. and then something caught my eye ooh is this a fun fact okay he was born december 16th 1714 in gloucester england hmm. and he died september 30th 1770 in Newburyport, Massachusetts. Wow. I mean, that's right near us. I'm in Newburyport all the time. But it's a great little town. So he left Gloucester, England and came to Massachusetts at some point? Yes. I mean, and not for nothing, but we have a Gloucester, Massachusetts. I know. Right I thought it was too. so funny. Yes. So he so he dies in Newburyport. Well, how, what brought him to America? Okay. So first of all, he's an amazing preacher. Okay. He's an amazing preacher. A famous actor in Britain, a great famous actor in Britain named David Garrick, once famously said, this is a quote, <laughs> Attention, I would give a hundred guineas if I could say, oh, like Mr. Whitfield. Well, how did he say it? He said it very strongly. Benjamin Franklin heard him preach. Wow. Benjamin Franklin. And you know what he said about him? He said his integrity and indefatigable zeal in promoting every good work I've never seen equaled and shall never see excelled. Wow. Benjamin Franklin was a fan. And Benjamin Franklin knew some pretty cool people. And he gets to Newburyport and he's preaching for thousands of people and he has moved to build a church there. And that church still stands today. Oh. It is Old South Church. Oh. <laughs> and guess what? You can visit Old South Church, you can take a tour, and you can see where George Whitfield is buried. His crypt is underneath the church. Wow. Mm-hmm. So they didn't send him back to England. He nope. stayed here. No, he was he's buried under the church. He found it. Right. He okay. found it. And they offer tours, you guys, and tourists come to see George Whitfield. He, I read on the on their website mm-hmm. that church pastors come with their church and they take tours and that that is part of their vacation to stop in at the church. And Aww. of course, you and I are going to stop in at the church and visit. Yes, we want to go. Newburyport we, is not far from us yep. at all. So I was like, we're going to do our own little 
pilgrimage to Newburyport yep. to see George Whitfield. Okay. Because he preached and we got the song Come Thou Found. I mean, right? He really did. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just did a little bit more digging. And there are two other religious places to visit here on the North Shore of Massachusetts. So if coming to Boston and coming to visit us isn't <laughs> enough to get you to come and visit Massachusetts, maybe this is. One, go to Newburyport and see where George Whitfield is buried. Okay. Two, you go to a place called Pulpit Rock. Now, Pulpit Rock is at the site of this Linebrook Church that was right outside of Rowley. They moved the church to Ipswich eventually, okay. but back then it was in Rowley. And he was, Whitfield was coming to preach. And apparently the congregation was so large for the church that they went outside and he gave his sermon on this huge rock and they called it Pulpit Rock. And it is still used today as a meeting place for local churches. It's a granite oh. ledge about like 20 feet high. And it's in Rowley? Yep. Okay, yep. we can get to Rowley. So, we are going to Pulpit Rock and Old South Church in Newburyport. And then the third one, you guys, is called the Devil's Footprint. Okay. It is outside of the first church in Ipswich. And it is a xenolith. What's that? <laughs> What's that? It's What's that? an indentation in the rock. And it confirms that 400 million years ago, this area was part of a chain of volcanic islands. But they call it Devil's Footprint because legend has it that George Whitfield was preaching there in 1740, young, energetic, and get this, a little fun fact, Carrie, he mm -hmm. was extremely cross-eyed. Oh. Yes. So again, he's preaching. Again, there's too many people. Again, they have to go outside. Now, in this church, there was a curved mirror behind the pulpit, and they told people that the devil was behind the mirror watching the people. That's watching terrible. the people. I know. This is the story. On this day, he was so loud. He condemned Satan. He was preaching Jesus and it aggravated Lucifer. And he came out and they had a fight right there. This has been told with many different variations. And I'm sure it's like a, you know, it's a suspenseful horror story. But the story is that the young reverend wrestled with the devil on that spot. <laughs> She's shaking her head. And the Reverend Whitfield won. The devil was hurled to the rocks below, landed on one foot, the devil's footprint, and then scrambled down the hill in terrified leaps and bounds, never to return. Right here in I Ipswich, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. <laughs> we have friends who live in Ipswich. We have to ask them if they know. Yep. So you guys are going to come with us. We'll show it all on Instagram, and we'll do our North Shore pilgrimage to George Whitfield. Pulpit Rock. The Devil's Footprint. And Old South Church. Yeah. And, you know, George Whitfield was the pastor. It was his preaching that inspired Robert Robinson to believe and forgo his life of debauchery. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, I just feel like this journey of Come Thou Font has taken us yeah. everywhere. Yeah. I mean, everywhere. But what's the common denominator is that all these people, you know, love the Lord, mm -hmm. love God. I mean, even bringing us to Brittany. Yeah, I mean, Brittany was the one who mentioned the hymn. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. So we have this really cool performance to share with you. Yes. I think it is so, so pretty. It is a ministry called Broken Bow Music. We're going to share their information. They have a YouTube channel. They have a social media page. Their big goal is to just share the love of God through music. I love this. 
So it was started by this woman named Candace Christensen, and that really just was their desire. She and her husband, Jeremy, they, Jeremy, they just wanted to help others feel God's love. I mean, doesn't music do that? Yes. Feel God's love. Mm -hmm. Now, she says she's not much of a singer. I know, that's so but funny. But she loves songwriting, and she just loves music, and she's basically assembled this team. Mm -hmm. So the girl that we hear singing in this performance is their friend, Danny Jade Faust, and her husband Jeremy plays the piano. Here is Broken Bow singing, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing Tune my heart to sing Thy grace Streams of mercy Never ceasing Call for songs Of loudest praise Teach me some Melodious sonnet Sung by flaming Tongues above Praise the mountain upon it Mount of thy redeeming
Oh, that was really beautiful. I know. Sweet, sweet. It's and you hear again how beautiful that tune is. Yes. We don't know where it came from. If it was inspired by Go Tell Aunt Rody, but it is the tune right. that brings these words to life. And their particular rendition, just being so simple at mm-hmm. the beginning, you really can just mm-hmm. hear the tune. There's not a whole lot of other right. musical stuff going on. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. So, Kel, it's time for him takes. Do you have something? There's so many words in this that I love. Mm -hmm. I love. But a word, a phrase that kind of speaks to me, and I have to believe that it it was really true for Robert Robinson, Mm -hmm. is prone to wander. (gasps) Okay, this is a hymn talk, twin talk first. Have we ever had the same hymn take? Do we have the same hymn take? We have the same hymn take. This has never happened, which is funny because I think when we first started talking about him takes, we thought we just oh, assumed we're we would twins. always have the same always, Yeah, but no, we did. We've never had this happen. Prone, Prone to, wander, to wander, Lord, Lord I feel, feel it. it. Prone, Prone to leave the God I love. love, and I just feel like Robert Robinson's story, where he had such a past. I just think he knew that for sure. Prone to, we all are. That's the right. human condition. That's human. We are right. prone to wander prone to leave the God I love. And we see it in the Bible over and yes. over again that people turn their back on God, but God never turns his back on us. That's right. I really hope that you can use this hymn to worship the Lord. There's so much to it. There's so much praise. Sing the loudest praise, a melodious sonnet. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful, but it's also full of confession and and grace. So I hope that when you sing this, you worship our loving, loving God. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you for episode 63. Can't oh wait. Gosh. That's going to be August 8th. All right. See you then. Bye. Bye, everyone. Keep singing. <laughs> <laughs>